Hello, girlfriends. Welcome to the Shameless Ambition Podcast. I'm Justine Eno. And I'm Lindsay Dalen. And today we are in for a treat. You're in for a treat. Um, <laughs> we are going to be talking all about Lindsay and her sales career. So we're really excited. I know um, back in season one, I think I wrote it down, episode six, we, um, five and six, we did like get to know Justine, get to know Lindsay. Um, but this is going to be more focused around her sales career, not about her, um, personal life. more or less. <laughs> yeah. So more about her professional life. Um, she does have some really, really exciting news to share. So I'm going to let you take over for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, what would the shameless ambition podcast be if we didn't use it shamelessly <laughs> to share the cool things that we're working on and that we're passionate about? And, I'm very, very excited to share the official launch of my personal brand at lindsaydalen.com. Thank you. (laughs) This website has been months, years actually in the making, um, but I built it myself. I'm really proud of how it turned out. And thank you. It's just such a beautiful reflection of where I'm at in my career today. Yeah, I um, remember sitting back like a couple months ago, we were talking about websites and I was like, I mean, I've built mine just like, you know, it's nothing to write home about, but I'm like, Lindsay, you can do it. And I remember like, yeah, you were like, hi, you're just so excited. (laughs) And it's fun because like you get to be so creative. You get to really put like every piece of you into that and not having, and it's not against web designers at all, but being able to do it yourself, you have this ability to really just like put your full creative self into it. It's been such a cool experience. I was sitting on the couch one morning back in December and working on the back end of uh, my online sales training program, which I host through a portal called Kajabi. And I just started messing around with some of the website settings and I had already purchased the domain for lindsaydalen.com. I knew I was going to be making this transition, but I was just in Canva and learning things and it was like before I knew it like the whole day had flew by Mm -hmm. and I had built out this website that is now honestly just my pride at the moment. I know you came in or I don't even know if it was at my house or your house but you're like look what I did. (laughs) Like it was just and it's it's a beautiful website so uh, make sure you go and check that out. Um, When is your sales training launching? As we get into this. The sales training is live. So it's live. Yeah. So I have built out an eight week course called the ambitious woman's guide to shameless selling. And this has taken me countless hours to build girlfriends. This is everything that I know to be true and effective about how to sell face to face and build long lasting relationships in the process. Yeah, not just like hours and weeks and months of work, but like years of experience. Years right, of experience. Are going into this. So Absolutely. It's, it's definitely like a years in making <laughs> um, kind of uh, training. So I have lots of questions oh, for you. Lay them on me, um, Okay, so can you share a bit about your background in sales and how you got started in the industry? Um, I know we talked about this before, but like what kind of inspired you? Like what was the light bulb moment that you were like, sales is it for me? Um, It came in 2010 when I began as a account manager for the rock radio station here in Grand Prairie. I had just graduated from university with this fancy business degree and um, really wasn't sure what to do with it, to be honest. I knew I loved marketing. I knew I loved people and... I went through a rigorous 
process, interview process to get this job. <laughs> I honestly had probably five interviews before it was the deal was sealed. Um, and about three months in, I had an opportunity to take over a list of clients, a book of business, but I would have to forfeit my salary to become <laughs> a com commission-based saleswoman yeah. to have this book. And I remember talking to Mike about this decision and we weighed out the potential for my salary versus what I could do with this list of clients and these people that I knew and already had relationships with. And we took a leap of faith and I crushed it. <laughs> um, so succeeding in building that book and accomplishing my sales goals and earning a commission-based income that I was in charge of really opened the doors to sales for me. I was yeah. 24 years old making almost six figures selling radio advertising and having an absolute blast. And, and you kind of feel like you know where you belong, right? Absolutely. When you find that kind of success, you're like, yeah, this is my path. Like, And it just, I got such a thrill from every new client closed and every new <laughs> sale and watching the numbers stack up over the years. And I, it was absolutely exhilarating for me and I think that's when I knew that I was always going to operate in some sort of a sales capacity yeah um you like you always say um what is it you'll say it right but like you are always selling right as a business owner or whatever like you're always selling you're selling yourself absolutely yeah. um honestly it's it cracks me up when I meet women who own businesses and they um have a brand and they say things like oh I'm not in sales of course you're in sales. Like everyone's in sales. Yeah. Everyone is selling something. And um, whether it's your ideas, your products, your services, yourself, um, we're all selling all the time. And I'm just not ashamed of that. So sales isn't a dirty word. Sales is not a dirty no, word, girlfriends. Like, I mean, there's some dirty not. used cars salespeople. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but that, I think that's where it comes from though, is like car sales or like, you know, like getting like, pounded or grinded down I don't know but sales is not a dirty word it's not well there's such a stigma attached to it and that was really where my passion for creating sales training for women came from was the desire to remove the stigma from selling there is nothing to be ashamed of nothing to be embarrassed about when you're passionate about something I believe you should sell it all day every day because you never know how you're changing somebody's life with yeah. what you're selling and putting out there yeah it, selling is a service for selling sure. is a service um all right so what are into that <laughs> stigmas what are um some specific challenges that you faced early on in your sales career or throughout your sales career um how did you overcome them and how do you incorporate that into your training oh great question um early in my sales career i had to fight to be taken seriously because i was just this young bubbly girl <laughs> fresh out of school and a um, lot of energy and enthusiasm uh, and I had a lot to learn and I knew it and I made some mistakes along the way, but thankfully I was able to grow from those mistakes and learn from them. Um, but I really had to just get the reps in and that was one of the hardest obstacles to overcome because you can't just sit down and get the reps in that just happens over time. And by getting those reps in, I was able to overcome so many challenges because I, Put myself in different situations and scenarios where I was challenged, where I had to employ critical thinking skills, where I had to really listen to my clients and hear what they were saying. Um, it really just came down to 
persistence and consistency and resilience and just keep coming back because everybody's going to get knocked down in sales. Everybody will. Oh you all will. Yeah. And it's not just going to happen once. It's going to happen over and over I think and you get knocked again. down more than you succeed sometimes. For especially. sure. Like, especially when you're doing like the cold calling or the door knocking or like, <laughs> you know, like the trade shows or whatever right. it is. Like those awkward things where people are just like, no, no, no. Like you have to not take it personal, right? It can be soul sucking. (laughs) And back in my radio days, uh, we used to cold call like crazy. And there was one week specifically out of the year where we were kind of like locked down in our offices and we had a list and I would make no joke, 500 cold calls in a single week. And you get a lot of rejection during that time. And so I think one of the hardest obstacles to overcome in sales is building that thick skin and that resiliency to the rejection, but it really only comes with getting those reps in and working through each one by one. Yeah. I also like want to just, has nothing to do with your training, so I apologize, but on the flip side of it, of like, now that you've done the cold calls or the door knocking, all those things. I find, and I haven't done nearly as much as you, like I'd say like 1%, maybe, (laughs) but I'm more receptive when people call me, mm-hmm. you know, like even if it's a telemarketer, I, you can usually tell when it's a scam. But um, if someone's like t- calling to upgrade my service or something, even though I instantly know I'm not interested, I'm like, okay, give me your spiel. Oh, <laughs> right. Like I'll sit here for five minutes and yeah. listen to your spiel and then politely say no, thank you. Instead of being like that a-hole that used to be like, don't call me. And just, you know, because I know there's an actual oh, human girlfriend. on that receiving end and I've, I've had that, don't call me or like you know, F off. And it just kind of, you're like, that is such a wonderful kindness and courtesy to extend to all salespeople because you know what those 30 seconds it takes for you to just kind of hear their quick spiel and just say, Hey, you know what? Thank you so much. I'm not interested. Have a wonderful day. Um, there's just no need to be a jerk (laughs) diggity about things. No, no, not at all. So I'm just like, that is like, you know, a flip side that you can take away to, um, from learning is like, just answer their call exactly, (laughs) or whatever. Give them the time of day. Um, okay. So how did your experience in sales shape your perspective and approach in training others in sales? Um, my sales training was designed to share all of the things that nobody ever shared with me. I did Mm -hmm. a lot of very corporate sales training throughout my career. I did a lot of very academic sales training throughout my career. However, there was not a lot of real life experience and real honest truths about some of the things that just kind of suck sometimes. Like the boots on the ground. The boots on the ground, the nitty gritty. Um, My training takes a very grassroots grassroots approach to um, building your confidence in sales. It takes a very academic approach to the sales process. I'm sharing what I know for sure works, what hasn't worked. It... um, I never really had a female sales mentor that guided me through some of these challenges. And so this is all just my cold, hard tuition, my 20 years of experience that um, if I can make a difference faster for women out there everywhere, then that's what this training is here to do. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's hard too. Like you kind of touch on it about not having a female mentor back when you were starting and going through this. And as much as, looking at other mentors that are male, they don't necessarily experience the same obstacles that we as women face in sales. So to have that and to really be have someone relatable, I think is so valuable. Well, 
you hit the nail on the head because it's not even remotely the same experience yeah. for men in sales. And I've worked with countless men over the years. And it's when I have a conversation about the difference between men versus women, it never comes from a place of um, man hating or man bashing. No. I love men. I want to make that explicitly clear. I have so many wonderful men in my life, as do you. Yeah. Um, but selling in a world with men is very different for women. And I had so many different experiences than my male colleagues over the years. And I was spoken to differently. I was perceived differently. The expectations for me were different. Um, and at the same time, I'm trying to create and raise a family. And that's just a cold, hard truth about being a woman. An ambitious woman yeah. is that our reality is so different because we physically have to deliver a baby and <laughs> you know that yeah that means we yeah. have to do things differently right yeah hi, baby. bean baby say hi to bean <laughs> baby tj yeah <laughs> Jeez. um and so it just it is different for women and i talk yeah. a lot about those differences in my sales training and how i believe that we as women can represent ourselves in an equal capacity in a way that is authentic to the fact that we are women and things are different. Yeah. Um, and it really is just a, an honest account of, of what that looks like for us. Yeah. I feel like, um, a woman in sales is a bit more vulnerable too. And that's Absolutely. just my personal opinion. And like, please feel free to disagree with me. Um, I just from, and again, I have like 1% of the experience that Lindsay does in this. Um, but even in that little 1%, I have experienced like the harassment, right? Or mm -hmm. the sexual vibes that mm -hmm. come with it because we're putting ourselves out there to be, um, energetic and bubbly and sell our service. And that can obviously get misconstrued as, oh, flirting or opening the door or just Literally like. Literally just by showing up and yeah. looking cute, <laughs> I'm at a disadvantage. Yeah. And, um, or not, not anymore, honestly. No, I, I but don't, uh, you do experience it, right? For and sure. it, it can be really uncomfortable. So I was at an insurance conference years ago and uh, just chatting with this guy from another city. And he says to me, he's like, wow, you must be really successful, hey? And I said, oh, I mean, I think so, I guess so. Why do you say that? And he says, well, because you're so good looking. And I was immediately <laughs> just like, huh, I mean, I really don't think that that negates all my hard work and intelligence yeah. and tenacity, but you know, like, I, yeah, thanks, man. It was yeah. just like, what the fuck? It's degrading, it right? Degrading. I think it is, is like one... Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's so degrading. So, I mean, I think that um, there's a, a different level, and I know that you For talk sure. about that lots and definitely go into that, so. Yeah, it, um, I mean, it's something to just acknowledge and be aware of, and I feel like throughout my experiences over the years, I've learned how to walk into a room wearing whatever I want because it makes me feel good, Yeah. hold my head high, shoulders back, sit at the front, talk to whoever I want to, and take up space because I, I belong to be there. We've talked about this yeah. on the podcast before and just when we're wherever we are, we're there for a reason. We've already earned that seat at the table and yeah. um, it just... My perceptions of how I walk into a room like that or associate with people like that have just changed and my skin has gotten pretty thick to that kind of stuff. That's fair. Um, all right, where are we at? Okay, so can you, well, you kind of already touched on this um, a little bit, but I'm going to ask you to go a little bit deeper. 
So you said um, the reason that you kind of got a passion around starting your training was like a lot of the stigma mm-hmm. in sales and um, the hardships specifically for women in sales. But do you have a specific moment that you can remember where you were like driving, whatever you were doing, and you were like, I'm going to build a sales training? Yeah, actually. It was New Year's Eve. It would have been, I can give you the exact date, December 30th, 2018. Okay. So this is, yeah, this has been. I was driving to Calgary with my husband and my kids, and we were on our way to visit some friends for New Year's the holiday we were going to stay with them for a week and the roads were horrific that day and it took us like i don't know a day 13 (laughs) hours to get there it should have taken us eight Mm -hmm. and uh mike and i were just chatting the whole way and we got talking about the power of online learning and where this is going for the future and we just got discussing what kinds of information we would share if we were to have an online course or something like that And I started talking about sales and what it means to sell as a woman. And we talked about this for probably eight hours on that trip that day. And then when I got to Calgary to my girlfriend's house, I filled her and her husband in on the idea. And they were like, wow, Lindsay, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And it would have been like January 2nd, 2019. I sat in Emma's basement and started smashing away all my thoughts on my laptop and before I knew it, L Bell Sales Co. Yeah. had been created and it just like has gained so much momentum since then as far as my ambitions and my goals and my dreams and what I share and, and what I learn and how I expand my knowledge base. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's been a few years. So. Yeah, that's, and I mean like this training that you've just launched as well, it's been like a progression of all of that plus everything you've went through in the last since you know like the 2019 mark which has been a lot as well like you I know we've talked about it but like you've had a lot of um not only personal growth but like professional development and like really where your passions lie absolutely and I mean this ambitious woman's guide to shameless selling this most recent course of mine is probably the fifth iteration of my original version for sales training I've had several courses before this but you're right my what I have to offer has changed so much in the last few years and how I view sales and my own confidence and the things that I have learned um, have really just brought me to this point where I I couldn't be more proud of what I've created here and what I have to share with all the women out there that just need some confidence and knowledge of how to step into that sales arena. Yes. Okay. That was, I mean, <laughs> All right. No. Um, right. Okay. So, what unique insights or strategies do you bring to your sales training that you believe sets it apart from others? I think that some of the most unique insights I bring are um, my stories and examples. These are real life experiences that I've had. Um, I think that my creative worksheets and um, downloads that I've I've attached to each module add just another layer of training outside of the training that you can actually take forward into your sales career and have these accessible, tangible, um, tangible, exactly, worksheets and documents that you can carry with you if you want to. 
Um, their we bites, all love paper, don't we? No, everybody. <laughs> you, you love paper. I love paper. Um, but everything is just, it's bite size, it's swallowable, it's um, technical, but not so technical that it doesn't make sense to a brand new salesperson. It's designed to be relatable, um, understandable, enjoyable, fun. I laugh, I have a good time, I refer to you as my girlfriend throughout the training because I want you to feel like I'm there with you. I want this training to feel like you have the female mentor that I never really had. And this is my way of serving one to many because I've done a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching in the past yeah. and my, my, I only have so much time. So this is how I'm able to make a difference in more women's lives and to just be really honest and candid and open about what you're in for. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the current one that's um, already out, the one we're talking about, um, you can do it at your own pace. Uh, yeah, so it's designed to drip out one module per week if you buy the whole course, but you can also purchase each individual module. So if you're somebody who just needs a little help in an arena like prospecting and networking, and that's what you're interested in, you can buy just that one module and you'll have access to it right, right away. Yeah. And with all of my course offerings, you maintain lifetime access. So mm -hmm. what that means is as I update this course and, and make it even better and, and bigger and broader and I include more value, you will maintain access to that for as long as it's available. Perfect. So. That's amazing. Um, okay. So this one is a two-part question. Um, yeah, right? So my first part is I'm going to ask you more about the training and then I know some real life stuff. So we'll go into that. Um, so how do you tailor your training specifically to an individual or a business? And this is going to lead into a diff more of a different question where you are actually out boots on the ground helping local businesses in Grand Prairie. Mm -hmm. um, but in your training specifically um, first, and then we'll go into the community aspect. My training is specifically designed for a one-on-one -on -one approach. Um, it really is meant to speak to your soul and to speak to you as an individual and to encourage you to be your most authentic, um, expressive, creative self in sales and to build your confidence in such a way that you feel empowered to go out and, and sell your products, your services, your ideas. Whereas my corporate approach is on a much bigger scale where I will work with the business one-on-one -on -one specifically. I'll work with their team. We, uh, we have a more, um, a bigger conversation about what our commitment looks like, the yeah. time frame, the uh, what I can offer. Each business has such different needs that that's part of my kind of creative collaboration approach to providing sales and, and marketing solutions for businesses. And I mean, like, I can sit here and speak to one of the businesses that you do work with, and mm -hmm. that's um, my husband and I's business. And... Um, you come in and help us so much with our community and with our events and connection. That's where, like, as of right now, where you've really sat with us. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing. But I also know, and I won't, that's, I don't know if you can. So you have other clients, though, in town that you have done completely different things for. Um, so it's really cool to see your variety, that you can, like, step into um, so many different modes, but still come back to your sales training roots mm -hmm. and get the same results, even though you're in different, um, roles. Well, that's the most empowering part about where I've landed in my life right now, because 
it hit me a couple years ago, the idea of just being like a professional creative. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think that that was realistic. Um, how, how does a person just become a professional creative? What does that even mean? That's the most ambiguous title a person could it's have. It's like an arts degree. No offense. But right. it's like, what? ooh, it's like, it's a tough one. Like, exactly. where do you go with that? Yeah. Exactly. What yeah. does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. What do you um, do with that? <laughs> but in just my growth in the last few years, I've really landed in a space where other businesses, other people in the community see value in my creative energy, my creative thoughts, my specific skill set as far as working with people, as far as um, hosting events, which we do every single month. Yeah. Um, and you do with your other clients that you I do with my other clients, too, exactly, so. with Orange Fitness. I've worked with Victoria's Attic. Here I didn't in know if we could name drop. Them. Well, so I was letting you do it. They're on my website. <laughs> I know, so, but I just—you um, never know. So. I've been fortunate to receive some really sweet testimonials from these yeah. clients because they bring me into their business. They invite me into their business in a creative capacity, and I get to do all these cool projects with businesses yeah. that I'm passionate about and people that I'm excited and inspired to work with. And so when you go to lindsaydalen.com, you'll see a tab that says creative collaborator. And that's where these kinds of projects live for me yeah. because they're all very separate. They're very personal. Um, I can't just turn it and burn it on those because they require my time and my energy. Yeah. Whereas my sales training, I, I never wanted to let go of that because of the value that I have jam-packed into this thing that I know is going to make such a difference in so many women's lives. Yeah. So that's... Another side of my webpage is the sales specialist and all of my courses are there. My blog is there. I will be sharing and updating like crazy throughout 2024. Wait till you see my content calendar. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, I love I'm all um, for organization. So. I have an online community there as well that um, I'll be issuing challenges every single week to help you stay motivated and driven in your sales journey throughout this year. Accountable. Exactly. Um, and you love accountability. I love it. And to share our success stories yeah. and to help each other out in the challenges that we're facing. There's probably lots of scenarios that I haven't seen before that I would love to learn from this community. Um, and then there's the speaker side of my webpage, which I'm really excited to build on more this year because you and I have some big speaking goals this year. Uh, yeah. And are you, have you told about hyperdrive yeah uh yeah hyperdrive <laughs> is live um, <laughs> yeah so you're that's coming up i'm going of course march 16th and jasper Bam yeah girl it's gonna be so awesome and i'm just so pumped to be presenting on mastering sales in your business this is a women's conference being held over two days in jasper i feel totally honored to have been asked to present um and it's just, these are all things I'm passionate about. Yeah. It's, so that's what I mean. I feel like I've landed in a space where I can actually call myself a professional creative. And it has We've some context it. to it. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the definition. Yeah. So. No, it's amazing. And for the Hyperdrive conference, the tickets are actually quite affordable. So, And they're still yeah, they available. Are. So yeah. if you're interested um, in a beautiful Jasper weekend, I think that's, what, March 15th, 16th? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, make sure to check it out. Yeah, if you want, we can post. Lindsay will post the link. For I'll sure. post the link. Yeah. All right. So on to the next. Um, oh yeah. So you kind of talked about stigmas, but what are some common misconceptions and myths about sales that you aim to like debunk to get rid of? Like, nope, don't stop thinking that kind of thing. 
Um, one of them for me that I've learned over the years is that you don't have to be on and available all the time. Um, especially people in commission sales, they feel like they have to be constantly available to their clients because that's their next sale. That's their income. Yeah. But it's so important to actually set boundaries and expectations with your clients because if you set those right from the beginning, then they understand them and you can maintain a, a really nice work-life integration in, in sales. So I think that's a misconception that you have to be working nonstop. You don't. Um, and if you're not feeling it, don't go because that's... <laughs> they'll feel it. They'll feel it. Yeah, if you're not feeling it, they'll, they'll feel, feel it. They'll feel it, exactly. Yeah. And so it's just kind of one of those things where you have to be willing to show up mentally while you're in it to really maximize your potential and your progression in sales. Um, I think another common misconception is that salespeople are always out to get you. <laughs> They're not. Um, that just lends to the sales stigma as far as somebody might have had a bad experience at some point in their life, but you really can combat that st sales stigma so easily by just being honest, acting with integrity, being crystal clear about expectations and transparent about your pricing, you'll build a reputation of being a trustworthy saleswoman and that really is the foundation of lasting success. So Yeah, and I think it's the same courtesy, right? Of like we, I talked about earlier of answering the sales caller, listening to their pitch and just um, respectfully declining if you're not interested. Um, being able to take someone else's rejection respectfully as well. Absolutely. So um, even if you are offended, like, girlfriend, you can go do that in the bathroom or the car later, you mm -hmm. know, but making sure that you're super respectful in that moment of being like, okay, thank you so much for your time. Like, if you're ever interested, you know, here's my card. I would love to talk with you further. But just leave it at something, like, so understanding because if you leave them in a sour way even if they do need your product or service in the future they're probably not going to go to you so well and that's such a great point to make is that you have the power to leave an impression and whether yeah. or not you close the sale that moment or they give you a meeting or you get to take it to the next stage of the sales cycle how you handle that really determines whether or not there's any potential in the future and you got to take that rejection with grace and yeah. class and tact and if you can do that you will stay top of mind for when they maybe need your products or services down the road totally yes all right um that i didn't want to ask that one okay <laughs> <laughs> um okay so this i know is in your training so we don't want to talk too much about it but i wanted to give some like little snips to our listeners so can you provide some practical tips or advice for our listeners who may be interested in improving their sales skills Ooh, where do I even start? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, I know in your training there's like the mountain of advice, but um, yeah, just like give a little snippets for some listeners. That I may think be that one of the best places to start is to adopt a mentality of shameless ambition. If you can get into the mindset of being shamelessly ambitious, that is going to give you so much fuel and fire for carrying out the actual activities of sales that you're going to need to do. And it will help build your confidence in a way that as you kind of take that rejection, because you have to get through so many no's before you're eventually going to get to a yes, that mindset, that energy, that vibe, I am shamelessly ambitious. I am not ashamed of the fact that I am selling something. I believe in my product. You have to really start with that positive self-talk and, and really understand who you're talking to. 
So that would be my next tip is to know your client and know your product because if you don't understand who you need to be talking to, you're going to waste a lot of time talking to the wrong people. Yeah, and definitely get no's. And, and get a ton of no's, right? You need to position yourself in front of your ideal client as early on as, as you possibly can because the more conversations you can be having with your ideal client type, the sooner you'll get to the close. But on top of that, you have to know your product inside and out because you're, if, if you're in front of your ideal client, you need to be able to seize the opportunity and feel confident in what you're talking about. So ambition and just know your client, know your product is yeah. just an incredible foundation to get started with. Because I mean, like there's nothing worse than like getting asked about your product or your service and they ask you a question and you're like, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be straight up. It's happened yeah, to me because sure. my husband and I own a business and it's an oil and gas tech business and I'm not oil and gas and tech. Right. Like I got my phone figured out. Right. That's as techy as I go. And, um, I've been at trade shows mm-hmm. and people have asked me questions and I'm like, all right, gonga wear, pull out the bullshit <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just bullshit my way through it, which I don't know. Maybe yeah. Lindsay will disagree with me on this, but I'll just bullshit my way through it. And just pull out some words that I hear Tyler use all the time Aww. and string them together and be like, yeah, so that's what we do. Aww. You know what? I feel but like you actually do understand what you do at a much higher level. Than I do, but it's when they get into for. like the, yeah. the really techie stuff. I'm like, but then at that point I'm like, here's my husband's card. And well, like, you know, cause I don't, but, um, know your stuff. For sure. But I was going with that, that happens to me all the time at onsite events because <laughs> I, I, I work with them in a community relations capacity, yeah. so I don't really work internally all that much to really under, I, I don't understand everything so that they do. You should see how my dad explains the business. He's <laughs> like, yeah, they got robots that weld stuff. They got robots that <laughs> weld like, stuff. We but, should put that on a t-shirt on site 3D. We got robots that weld stuff. Um, but, but in yeah. those situations, I really find a lot of power in the sentence of simply, I don't know, but I would love to find out for yes. you. Yes. And get back to them. And then actually finding out and getting back to them. That's a great opportunity to say, hey, do you mind giving me your email address and I'll shoot you that information by tomorrow at noon or something like that. Um, I think that there's an arena where we need to be the experts and there's a certain time and place where it's totally okay for us to just say, I don't know, as long as it's followed up with, but I will find out and get back to you. 100%. There's respect in that and I have found over the years that when I tell a client I don't know great question but I'll get back to you they are grateful that I'm going out of my way to find the right answer and they usually for them. feel really good because they're like oh I asked a good question exactly right <laughs> they feel empowered yeah. and it's impossible for everybody to know everything 100%. anyways so I think that there's a vulnerability and a humility in admitting when we don't know something and, and honesty right and honesty, you don't look exactly. like that dirty car salesman totally. because you're not fishing out a lie you're just like oh i'll get back to you well it's just like honestly it's not worth it it really is not worth it to be stringing a client along or to be providing half truths along Mm -hmm. the way and hoping that you'll figure it out Mm -hmm. later because it just doesn't do anyone a service at the end of the day. You're not providing the kind of quality service that's going to make you referable. You're not building trust. Yeah. And it'll that's come out. going to last. Like, exactly. It'll come so, out. Like, just be honest. Yeah, that's valuable. Yes. It makes a big difference. So. <laughs> but also quick on your feet. You have to be quick on your For feet. For sure. Like, you do. So, yeah, do both. Um, okay, so I answered, you answered that. <laughs> Um, okay. What do you hope that your participants in the program 
will gain from the sales training, both professionally and personally? I hope that anyone who takes a training with me experiences a transformation from walking into this training feeling um, maybe frustrated, maybe feeling intimidated in selling, maybe feeling lost, and walking out of it feeling empowered, confident, inspired, creative, um, like a new version of themselves, ready to face the world and get out there and, and sell like yeah. crazy. It really is designed to take you on a journey from being in one space to a totally different space that is only going to positively impact the trajectory of your career. And I hope that personally you come away with it feeling a stronger sense of yourself, a stronger sense of self-awareness in in selling situations where I'm not there whispering in your ear, you can call on the things that I've shared with you and feel empowered to use those tactics and tools and techniques in real life situations. Because one thing that my sales training is not, it's not designed to teach you how to sell in the DMs. I am not an email marketing specialist. I am not going to tell you that you have to send 50 cold messages per day. This training is designed to teach you how to sell face-to-face -face and build yeah. real-life relationships that are actually going to stand the test of time. I feel so fortunate. I have third-generation sales clients, and what that means is that they've been with me from the days of radio into insurance, into what I'm doing now, and that only comes from building an actual relationship with them yeah. in person. Yeah, so 100%. it really is a journey and it's, it's part my journey that I just want to bring you on and mm -hmm. hopefully just get you there a little faster than I did. So yeah, it's actually funny. You touched on it. So like having the shameless ambition, right? Not being, um, ashamed at all to sell or to move forward with what you're moving forward with. And um, my husband has been doing the, these um, accountability workout LinkedIn videos, all these things. But he said to me the other day, he goes, you know, like you and Lindsay are like the reason I, I just started. And Aww. I was like, what? Like, really? And he's like, it's because you guys just shamelessly show up. And you're like, well, who cares? <laughs> like, you like me, you don't. Or yeah. you listen, you don't. Or you, you um, participate in the training program. Or you, you don't, right? Like, we're kind of shameless in the sense because we believe so much in what we're doing mm -hmm. that we know the people who do participate or who are along for the journey those are our people that's right and the people who are not participating it's okay they're just not our people mm -hmm. um and that's like i said that's okay so um yeah just really being shameless in it for sure well and it's because it's it's easy for us because we're so passionate about it and we're having fun and we're enjoying what our what we're doing and yeah. that's one thing that has actually become non-negotiable to me in my career is that i have to be having fun <laughs> and if i'm not having fun anymore then i'm i need to make a change because life is so short to spend our time um maybe with negative people in situations that are toxic for our mental, spiritual, or emotional health. Um, yeah. And it's just, I know that change can be scary. I know that it can sound intimidating to a lot of people when I make such a bold statement of like, I have to be having fun. I know that's not realistic all the time. And a lot of times it comes down to just that hard work and grit and tenacity. And sometimes it's not fun, but 
overall, as long as I'm having fun, it seems to be easy to show up for those harder days. Great things don't happen in comfort zones. That's right. Absolutely. They it's got to feel weird sometimes, but yeah. in that weirdness can <laughs> be found so much joy yeah. when you realize that it's, you're really living your most authentic life. Yeah. And you mentioned selling in the DMs and um, I'm... This is actually where you'll get me in sales. Is, <laughs> in the DMs? No, is oh. where I actually like don't like it. Mm. And I won't ever be disrespectful. Like I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. But if you ever, like note to self, if you're listening, if you ever want to sell me something, don't do it on my social media. Right. Um, and here's why. I don't know. I feel like social media is so personal. Like it is not, if it's LinkedIn, that's one thing. Because I feel like LinkedIn is more of a professional social media For sure. avenue. Um, but Instagram and Facebook... In my opinion, that's just my opinion. It's more of a personal thing. And if you're reaching out to a potential client on Facebook at 8.30 p.m. at night, it does not look professional. Just send them an email if you can. Or if you're looking for their email, maybe just reach out and say, hey, on social media and say, hey, I have, um, you know, some questions for you or I would like to talk to you. Can I have your email? And just leave it at that. For sure. Um, Yeah, that's just my personal opinion, though. Well, I agree. And I think that there is a case to be made for reaching out on social media. It can be a very useful platform in that regard. But how you reach reach out makes such a big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I first started selling life insurance, I really wasn't sure where to start, but within my natural kind of network. And so... I didn't send messages saying, hey, I'm selling life insurance now. Do you want to meet with me? It was, hey, just wanted to let you know that if you ever have a need for this, I'm here. I I would love to answer any questions you have. Here's my email. If I can ever be of service, have a great day. And I left it at that. It was like leaving never, the ball in their court. For sure. It, leaving yeah. the ball in their court, just not trying to sell or book a meeting, just planting that seed. Of, and letting them know you can help them. For sure. If they need it. That's exactly. it. Exactly. But we all get those. I don't think we get them so much anymore. Oh, I get but them back all the time. in the day, the ones where it'd be like a friend from high school that you haven't seen in 20 years. And it's like, hey, have you ever heard of Tupperware? And it's like, yeah. So here's why I don't like it. And I'm just going to be really vulnerable. And I hope that one of these people... Is not listening to this episode. <laughs> but if they are, I mean, the now they'll know. Something to So learn. I don't find it authentic. Like right. when I hear from that person that I haven't heard from in 10 years and I see them pop up in my DMs, I'm like, oh, like this is exciting. Like I wonder what's new in their life. And then I'm like, oh, do you want to buy this, buy that? And I'm like, not authentic. Don't right. give a shit. Because when you sent me that first line of saying, hey, I hope you're well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to sell me something. Mm-hmm. So if that person instead would have been like, hey, Justine, I hope you're doing well. Like, love to, loved looking at your profile and seeing what's new in your life, blah, blah, blah. Um, here's my email or what's your email. I'm just, you know, like if I have some products, I would like to send you some information on if you're interested. Mm-hmm done or something like that do you know what I mean it just doesn't feel authentic and then instantly I'm turned off I'm like yeah this is why I focus so heavy on the art of personal selling because it is a tactic that I have consciously cultivated through the 20 years in my sales career 
of how to connect with people, how to actually get their attention in a way that they're ready and willing to listen. You catch them at the right time. You present yourself in the right way. They have to feel cared for. Exactly. And seen and heard and valued and respected. It's, um, yeah, it really is an art form to be able to build those kind of relationships that result in residual income and profitable long-lasting relationships. relationships yeah exactly right um yeah so anyway, that was my point to that <laughs> anyway, Nailed it. um yeah. what advice would you give someone who is considering a career in sales or starting this training um somebody who's considering starting a career in sales the very first thing i would say is just lock it in lock your mindset in you need to understand that it's going to take time it doesn't happen overnight nobody is an overnight success in sales but there is a pretty quick upwards trajectory. So once you hit that kind of critical mass of, you know your product, you're well positioned with your ideal client, you're actually starting to make some sales, you can change your income and your lifestyle very, very quickly. So that's why you do the work upfront. And to be honest, if sales were easy, everybody would do it, but it's not. And so, it really just comes down to getting those reps in and understanding that it, it's a bit of a long game at the start. But once you're there, it it's unimagin- unimaginable. The possibilities are limitless for what you can do for your income and your career. And if you're thinking about taking my sales training, this will just <laughs> this will shorten that learning curve for you. It will share everything with you that I learned through selling millions in product working with hundreds of clients making thousands of sales calls like these are my reps summed up so that you can exponentially shorten that learning curve for sure um i oh did it just go oh pregnancy brain i swear <laughs> it's like i have the thought and then it's like pew it's just welcome gone. to the next year of your uh, life yeah welcome to my life right yeah, yeah it's just life been life um okay what was it sorry we were just talking about jumping into starting sales oh there we go it came back so you did touch on it about how it's so easy not so easy how it's easier for you and I to be really shameless because we're passionate Mm -hmm. about what we're doing I think that comes into sales as well and um, you've touched on it a bit here and there but you have I believe you have to be passionate about what you're selling Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously getting to know your product if you're not that passionate about it but you do because I feel like that's where um the authenticity comes from and what you know it doesn't feel fake if you're really passionate about it it should feel pretty authentic yeah I mean I never ever in a million years thought I would feel passionate about insurance (laughs) ever dude she's still passionate about (laughs) it and she's not even selling that's right I still wear mega passion pants for insurance Um, a lot of that comes from seeing it go to work seeing it make a difference in people's lives I am personally impacted by the kind of coverage that I was working with and so when uh, my daughter was diagnosed with diabetes I had a critical illness policy on her and that paid out for my family and made a huge difference for us at a time where we were going through an unimaginable diagnosis for our family and so I think that my passion has always allowed me to sell with authenticity and with ease. I don't ever sit down in front of somebody and bullshit them because I respect them and I want them to know that I respect them and I respect their intelligence and I want them to understand what we're talking about because it just benefits us all so much better if we're both on the same page. Well, and what you're selling is a reflection of you, right? Absolutely. So if you sell something crappy 
to someone and it breaks, they're going to think of you right. first. They're not necessarily going to think it's like, you know, the rainbow vacuum mm-hmm. or whatever it is. They're going to think, oh, it's that door salesman that came to my door and you're the first point of contact, right? That's so right. you have to make sure that the product you are selling or if it's yourself or the service or whatever it is that you do um, believe in it and you know it's worth because it Absolutely. is, you are that's representing you you have to be proud of it you have to be Mm -hmm. able to wear it like a badge of honor and no joke I still to this day will talk about insurance with anybody anywhere when I was in the industry I mean I'm just kidding um when I was in the industry I I remember countless community events where somebody would just see me and it would spark their conversation of like hey Lindsay I've actually been wanting to talk to you about insurance and I'd be in the middle of the folk fest having a conversation about life insurance but Um, one tactic when that happens to you, girlfriends, when you're out in a social setting like that and you're just having a good time and somebody comes up to you and starts wanting to get into some sort of business conversation that maybe you're not well positioned to go further with at that moment. (laughs) Yeah. You've had a few beers. You're just doing your thing. Um, it is so classy and appropriate to say, Hey, I would love to continue this conversation. But how does Monday look? We'll meet in my office. I'll buy you a coffee and we'll dive into all the nitty gritty of it. And in the meantime, why don't we go rock? Yeah. Other than that, how's like your life? You know, don't end the conversation. Um, Don't feel like, and that's where patience comes in into selling is instead of, um, jumping into the urge to sell right there in the moment, if you're not feeling like it's the right moment, you have the permission to set the stage for the right moment and that's a tactic and a skill that as you employ that in your sales career future you will be so grateful that you did that if you're not in the office or your office or your work environment and someone's approaching you and you're on personal time you have every right to say hey like I like you said I love to have this conversation but right now I'm on Mm -hmm. freak league time like I don't know like like, I'm on my personal time right so yeah so um yeah, there's definitely importance to that as Absolutely. well. And respect, like you said, go it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. I think, yeah, that was all my questions. Well, thank you yeah. for your questions. Yeah. I had no idea what they were going to be. You she didn't. asked if I wanted to see them, and I wanted to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, do you, I'm going to, before, I have a couple, I have three today. You have Sorry, three quotes? Guys. Awesome. Yeah. But they actually, I was like going to decide on how you answered which one, but they all three tie in really well. Um, but I want to give you just like a few minutes if you to close it out on like any information that we may have missed that you want to throw out there or anything like that. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this with me. I know that like we honestly every week just pick a new topic Mm -hmm. and it hit me last week as I was preparing to launch this new website that I would love the space and time to just share some of my background and answer some questions that maybe listeners might have about me as well. So thank you for that. You always. are an excellent interviewer. Always, always. Um, for hire. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> LindsayDalen.com is officially live. If you don't know how to spell my name, it's L-Y-N-S-E-Y-D-A-L-E-N.com. And all the information you might want to know about me is on this website. Information about our podcast, yeah. links to shamelessambition.ca. And, um, and we'll yeah. post it. You'll post it. I'll post it for yeah, sure. The day this podcast goes live I'll make sure to remind you to we post, will for yeah, sure to post all the links so you can and I just it. want to say thank you to everyone who has encouraged me in this journey along the way I've had a ton of support I have had such an incredible community of girlfriends who have picked me up 
countless times when maybe I wanted to quit or throw in the towel, but they reminded me that this is my arena and they encouraged me to shine bright and to share that brightness with as many women as possible. And that's why I'm here today. So thank you to everyone who has been here. Yeah, that was beautiful. Oh, thank Thanks you. for being here for us. Oh, we love you. <laughs> we well, we love you so much. We love the audience, but I love you. I love, I love you, you. All right, here are my three quotes. I have the names to have. You have the names yeah, today. Yeah. I know. Thank you, Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So this one is: Customers who love you will market for you more powerfully than you can possibly market for yourself. Mic drop. And that's by Janine Bliss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I i mean, we can touch on these a little. We have a couple minutes, but I definitely agree. It's like leaving a positive customer. Um, is Even though they won't tell as many people, what do they say? If you do something negative with a customer, they'll tell six people. And if they have a positive experience, they'll tell one. Right. But at least they're saying a positive experience, you know, out. Oh, referrals yeah. have been such an incredible source of business and income for me over the years. I, I love that quote. Well, and it stands for your, like, authenticity. Like, if someone's referring you, that person who's... Um, getting the referral is like, oh, I believe that they're good because usually it's a friend, right? And we trust that. Um, The next one is by Patricia Fripp. You don't close a sale, you open a relationship if you want to build a long-term successful enterprise. Love that one. (laughs) And this one is by Zig Ziglar, which, wicked name. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So quick side story. Um, My mom, and I think maybe this is where the seed of like training and sharing knowledge was planted with me. When I was younger, I remember her going on long road trips and she would listen to Zig Ziglar on tape. (laughs) This was her guy. He was her motivational guy. I didn't know he was so popular. Yeah, I found out today, but I'm like, like wicked name like yeah, I think totally. that's awesome so um if people like you they will listen to you but if people trust you they will do business with oh, you. I love that quote that's such a good one yeah and, and it really is so true people need to be able to trust you they need to feel safe with you 100% they need to know that um you understand confidentiality and that's, that's something huge. that I think all saleswomen need to maintain at a very mm-hmm. high level regardless of what you sell I don't care care if you sell you know, skincare or life insurance policies. You know policies. the first thing that like, came to my mind was like party life. Like, yeah, I don't care if you sell dildos or whatever it is. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It was the first thing that came to my mind. confidentiality. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm industry, so sorry. So don't be sorry. <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind. Um, I want to share a quick quote that has always yes. been one of my favorite that I've carried with me throughout all of my years in sales. And it's by Mary Kay, the creator of Mary Kay Cosmetics. And she says, treat every person you meet as if they have a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important. Mm -hmm. Not only will you be successful in sales, you'll be successful in life. And I really try to give that kind of energy and attention to every single person I meet and let them know that they're important to me in that moment. That's who I'm speaking with in in that moment and they get my undivided attention. And I know it's made a huge difference in a lot of my relationships. So I like that one. It's a good one. And right off the memory. Oh, that one (laughs) sticks right on the heart. I love that. Well, on that note, um, again, thank you. Thanks for listening. And um, I definitely recommend the training. And if you have any questions, make sure to reach out to Lindsay or go to her website. Thanks, girlfriend. Have a great weekend, and we'll chat with you next week. Talk soon. Bye.